Hello, hello, everybody. We're back, back again with Bravo. <laughs> we took a break. Um, if you don't listen to our Drag Race podcast episodes, we did cover the grand finale, so we were back for a bit. But if you're only here for our Bravo discussions, I'm sorry. We missed you. I know you missed us, but we're back. <laughs> and we will be back. So yes. we're here. Um, we're going to talk about Atlanta, the reunion, uh, New Jersey, immaculate season, mm-hmm. summer house, the reunion. Wow, what a clusterfuck. And then we're going to do some below deck as well. So how are you doing, Amon? I'm doing well. I feel like I'm very excited to talk about a lot of things. Even though we haven't, um, we've been on a little hiatus for the, our Bravo yeah. discussions. I feel like not much really happened until like the past week, I want to say, in a lot of these TV shows. Very true. Um, so I'm excited to kind of like cover it all and really get into it because I have some opinions. Atlanta reunion. Mm-hmm. I mean, let's start off with like your overall thoughts of this season. Um, okay, so my overall thoughts of this season, it was an all right season. Um, I wasn't really expecting much again, we're in COVID. So it's like, you know, you can only expect so much from it. Um, at the beginning of the season, um, you know, I loved Portia, I was team Portia, I really was enjoying Drew, I was kind of disliking Latoya. But by the end of the season, my opinions have changed a lot. I don't like Drew anymore. I actually kind of, I still don't like love LaToya, but I don't like hate her as much as I did once. Um, It's definitely certain ladies' times to go, Candy and Cynthia. I think that it's their time to leave. Um, But I do know that a lot of people did not like this season. And a lot of people are begging for Phaedra and Sheree to come back, which I totally agree with. I mean, totally same. They are... Two of the OGs that I think work as side characters almost. Like, they don't have to be seeped in the main drama. Mm-hmm. Whereas Candy and Cynthia, as side characters, they're just so boring. They don't really offer anything. Like, even their commentary is not funny. It's just mm-hmm. like, they're just there. And I don't really need my housewives to be just there. Yeah, I think that the thing about Candy is that I think, and Cynthia too, I think that because they're very nice people, which again, great for real life, terrible for reality television, uh-huh. is I think they, they do have a harder time like fighting with people nowadays because yeah. it's like, you know, they're kind of like friends with everybody. So it's kind of hard to get like an actual opinion about them. Like Cynthia was friends with Drew and with Kenya. And mm-hmm. then Candy was friends with like Latoya. But then also she's friends with Portia and them. But then, yeah, I just think that it's like their time to go because they just aren't contributing as much as we need to. And I've been re-watching old seasons of Atlanta recently. And I found how amazing the early seasons were. Like, it was iconic. And so this season compared to, like, the older seasons, yeah, it's trash. Yeah, I mean, I would still take Candy over Cynthia, obviously, because Candy did give us Bolo. She... She's organized in some fun trips, some fun ideas. So yeah. I feel like she does contribute in that sense. Um, yeah. Can we quickly what? also talk about, like, I mean, we're going to get into this in the reunion, but it wasn't really mentioned too much in the first part of the reunion. But, like, the finale also just, like, made me dislike Drew so much. Oh, like, my I think, gosh. I think this whole, I, I feel like we haven't really talked about it much because we haven't been here for a while. Um, but the whole, like, profit thing was just, like, the stupidest storyline I've ever heard of. It was so dumb. I thought it was going to be so much more better from those previews. Like, you weren't looking for Jesus. You weren't looking for God. You were looking for Dick. Yeah. But then we find out that it's, like, Drew's mad because the prophet was with Latoya and therefore he couldn't do her baby christening or whatever. And she's really mad. And she's like, when you mess with family, that's it. And I'm just like, but (laughs) Latoya's not messing with your family. Like relax. You can get another pastor. Like I, I really don't get it. 
also my whole thing is like it's so like kind of like contradictory because it's like if you believe this man is a prophet that he you know hears directly from Jesus himself and he is like a trustful man if he says that he's not doing this or if whatever he chooses to do wouldn't you support him because you put him you put him in high regards you know what I mean like so it's just like it's just very contradictory because it's like okay for so this entire time for religious reasons you're just going to believe this person but for one minute when they go off of track you're just obviously like right away you're just going to be like yeah I don't, I don't believe him. Like, I can't trust him anymore. Like, even though my entire life I've thought of him as a prophet, whatever that fucking exactly. means. Um, yeah, it's, it's wild, man. Yeah, this whole, like, religious thing that Drew's got going on, I'm just like, girl, bye. No, like, stop it yeah. with this. Because I feel like you can't really talk shit about, like, Latoya and, like, what she does. Yeah. And then act as if you support women or whatever. I just think the whole thing is very contradictory. And it's like... Drew, please take several seats. Yeah, she she was doing a really great job at the beginning of the season, I will say. But it just, like, I don't know, man. Like, it just went downhill from there. And it's, like, even, like, the Christmas party, like, the gift that she brought. Like, even Portia was just, like, girl. You have another gift, right? Yeah. Let me me talk about that for a second because that really made me mad. Talk about it. The point of a gag gift is... Yeah, it's gag, it's funny, but then guess what? You have the real gift. Yes. Okay, right that is exactly it. A gag gift is like a side gift that no one expected, and it's not really a part of the cost of whatever if you do have like yeah. a cost. Uh, it's, it's something that you want to do on your own will for a funny exactly. reason. It's not the main gift. Exactly. I was really mad. I was like, seriously? Seriously, because all of the ladies, all of the ladies followed the rules and got a thousand dollar gift. Yeah. And they were nice. I was actually like a little bit um, apprehensive because I was like, I don't know if these ladies are really going to stick to it. But they did. They They actually, except for Drew. I know. That was so ridiculous. And this boombox with the recording that literally told us nothing. um, (laughs) That was just even more disappointing. I think that she was just like really trying to make it a storyline and more than it was and was trying to take away from maybe she was also like trying to distract the audience from like a bunch of other things. Like maybe she just didn't want like her husband's storyline to be more of a thing and she just wanted something else. But I think that she did it a little bit too much and the women were just like, we don't care. Like we've never cared from the beginning of this drama. We don't care now. There's literally nothing wrong with it. And the thing that I loved, though, was when Candy was just like, but he's a grown-ass man, so you have to give exactly. him responsibility as well because you can't just blame it all on the toy. But there's not really even anything to blame. Exactly. That is a part like, of it. Literally, Drew, worry about your man and where he is in Tampa and stop worrying about who LaToya is fucking. I can't. At least she's fucking a prophet if she is. Like, exactly. a very highly god person i don't know man i don't know i don't know maybe drew wanted the prophet maybe maybe Maybe. anyways okay let's just get into the reunion specifically Mm -hmm. so we have a nice little dungeon theme what do you think about that I mean, I do, I do appreciate like this new wave of like now every reunion is gonna have like a theme. Like I feel like back in the day, like it was always just like a regular set. There were like some themes here and there, but like now they do it just, to, like yeah, just the clothing, just the clothing. Yeah, but like now they do it like on another level, which is kind mm-hmm. of like I do appreciate it. Um, but then at the same time, it's like okay cool like i i don't know it's a weird emotion that i have towards it i did not love it per se um and people were just like praising candy for being like the only one who followed the theme and i was like but candy just looks like she's wearing a costume not a reunion outfit in my opinion and what i think the lady should be wearing at a reunion but anyways. Yeah, yeah, that's true. I would love to like see a reunion where they're just like category is 
white shirt, blue jeans. And I would just oh love, would, that would be pretty cool to see. That'd be different. Cause I feel like now, like I'm, oh I'm kind of like, gosh. after like more than 10 years of seeing these ladies come out in like, you know, their costumey gowns, kind of yeah. like, let's just switch it up. Let's just see them come out in white shirts and blue jeans or something like a basic outfit. That's an idea. That's an idea. I like mm -hmm. that. Okay. So this reunion, we kind of see Portia and Kenya. They are clashing left and right. Mm -hmm. And you know what? I'm always going to be team Portia. Yeah, same, but... Uh, you sound very know. apprehensive. That was a bit... <laughs> there, okay, to be quite honest, going into this reunion, I think I was a little bit kind of coming a little bit more on Kenya's side. And maybe it's because of what Drew's did and all that kind of stuff. I was starting to feel a little bit like more like, you know, like... You know, I do think that Kenya is misunderstood and like I feel like Kenya like really is put out to be the villain. But then during the reunion, Kenya said some stuff and I was like, oh, Kenya, I was so close to coming to your side right. and supporting you. But you just you just really did not have to say certain things. Yeah, like one thing was the whole Black Lives Matter and Portia's PSA that she didn't invite like some of the ladies to and kenya was salty about that and i was just like yeah but you were basically like doubting portia's intentions with her activism on the show so why would she invite you not only that just like even like before the show even if like the psa or whatever was done before the show um it's kind of just like you don't like she she's not obliged to invite every like you know True. black bravo liberty that she knows like she she can only she if she's organizing it then she has the right to invite whoever it would have been like a big deal if she was inviting like maybe someone else of like that wasn't maybe like a black person or whatnot but it's like can you just relax like you guys don't get along like what else do you expect you're just starting a fight for zero reason that's true whenever i see those um fights i'm just like but she doesn't like you why would she invite you to her birthday party at her house she doesn't exactly. like you exactly. you don't like her exactly what's not to get here anyways <laughs> another thing that was <laughs> bonkers was when um <laughs> andy confronted kenya about this halloween costume and she was just like it's my heritage and he's like where's your family from and she's like west virginia <laughs> <laughs> That doesn't explain nothing. And then she was like, my aunts have lived on reservations. And she couldn't name one. Suspicious. Can, like, are people that are of non-Indian, Aboriginal, sorry, um, Aboriginal uh, or First Nation descent, like, can they also, like, live on a reservation? Because it's kind of just like, okay, she lives on a reservation. So what What about it? What tribe, like, what, what, what group is she from? Can you tell us more details, mama? Like, we need more information. You can't just be like, yeah, she lives on a reserve. Okay, and what about it? What's the reserve called? Like, if you're going to say it, then say it. Give us deeds. I don't believe that her aunts lived on a reservation first off. So there's yeah, that. Either. Yeah. And um, just because... Uh, you are 0.000% or 0.001% yeah. um, Aboriginal native. You think you would have the foresight to not wear traditional garb as a costume at a Halloween party? <laughs> I know. So the story and story does not make sense. <laughs> It, it didn't it didn't and then she went on to say like yeah like i was able to find out that uh, you're not supposed to wear it for halloween because it comes across as a costume and it's only for people to wear in like ceremonies and for people who like are in that position and stuff like that and i was like yeah but like we we live in 2021 like we all know that by now like you should have known that but any person with a brain would have known that by now yeah. And then I love how Kenya tried to put it on Portia and be like, well, Portia, she didn't know about her heritage, about the Underground Railroad. <laughs> and I was like, oh, geez, not this again. And I love Portia. She just stepped right in. She's like, no, 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 no. Right after that episode, I was on Watch What Happens Live and Andy asked me and I educated myself. And I was like, oh, my yeah. God, I didn't even like remember that he did that because I thought she was referencing something like a couple years ago. But no, it was like right at that season that she was just like, yeah, that was wrong. 
I should have known that. Yeah, that was a great response of her and just also being like, you know, like I was wrong and I took it upon myself and it was very irresponsible of me. And I took it upon myself to learn and take the measures and actually do something about it. And like, you know, Portia did. Like not only did she apologize, but she actually took steps to, you know, I'm forgetting the term, but to actually like make up for that apology by educating herself, doing things, involving herself into the community and stuff. So it's like, there's a very big difference there between her and Kenya. Exactly. So Kenya, she really thought she did something. She did not. Yeah. <laughs> um, another thing on this reunion, which I was like, oh, okay. This is happening now. Mr. Ralph comes on the scene. Yeah, that was very weird. Because usually on reunions, when one house, like all the house husbands will come on together. Exactly. And we'll do like a full on segment. And it's usually like we, the first time that we usually see a house husband is like the second part or the third part. Mm-hmm. Never in the first part. And I, I did think it was very strange that he came on just randomly. Right? I feel like Bravo, I don't know, production or whatever. They're really trying to push Drew and uh, they're backing Drew as um their fa their favor or something i have no idea but giving this platform to mr ralph um i still hate him i genuinely do not understand why he couldn't just tell his wife back then that yeah i went to tampa and i was running on the beach i was going to i don't know the grocery store the gym i just needed time away why was that so hard to say then and it's so easy to say now he definitely has a family there yeah, one thousand percent. Not not only just like maybe not a family, but like he one thousand percent cheated on her. Like l- these are just facts, Mama. It's these are just facts, facts, America. Yeah, like any any person with a brain would be able to, you know, get that together. Exactly, and like she was saying, how um, the, he showed her restaurant receipts, and it said party of one, and I'm like. Yeah, he's probably not taking her to restaurants. He's probably taking her to the hotel, meeting her after dark, or him. We never know. And the fact that he showed her his like Fitbit or Apple Watch receipts or something like that, where so like show the activity that he was running. (laughs) I was like, girl, I was uh... that running could be. Oh, that's a valid point. I was actually watching a TikTok the other day and it was about um, somebody talking about how to kill somebody and get away with it. <laughs> and and it was basically like, get a Fitbit one month in advance and run, go, go running every single day. Like do run so that, you know, you build up like a one month like worth of activities and stuff like that. And then um, on the day that you want to kill somebody, like, you know, go and do your running, but then come back home and put your Fitbit on your dog at your home so that it's there and it's being tracked and, you know, it's oh walking around and stuff. And I was like, people are wild. And so, I mean, I, I, this is, any, I mean, it's an easy thing to think of and I'm sure. Ralph exactly. So you can fib anything. Um, yeah. Anywho. Um, I mean, okay, I do think that he's, like, a nice man. He seems like he's a nice man besides the whole Tampa situation. I do really like how throughout the season, like, we saw that he was very um, supportive of his stepchild, Drew's first child, um, mm-hmm. you know, having a relationship with his real father, which was a cute moment, and I really enjoyed that, and, you know, uh, it's nice and compared to like the beginning of the season how Ralph and Drew were like it, I think it's definitely been a 180 that Ralph has changed a lot I think it just comes down to that Tampa part where it's kind of like okay sir like just if, if you did she just fess up to it you know at this point um, but yeah I don't know I wonder what his trajectory will end up being because you know the Atlanta house husbands have a weird you know these house husbands compared to like New Jersey have like a weird roller coaster because like you it could go in any direction you know, I know so yeah. I'm excited to see what happens if they stay on the show yeah and like speaking of Drew's um son and his relationship with like the step not the stepfather the actual dad I was actually kind of on Kenya's side when I was like um, this is kind of like cringy to watch on TV. Like that kid did not want to be there on TV. I kind of agree too. That, yeah. And I kind of thought that this kind of stuff should be kept private, especially if it's like the son's first time seeing his dad in like a long time. And I just, 
I don't know. I feel like people need to stop putting their kids on TV, honestly. I think that Kenya's delivery was wrong the way that she did it and the way that she said that she felt like uncomfortable, if that makes sense. But I, I agree with the sentiment and like the message behind it yeah. that like it was, it, it, yeah, you're right. Like you, you said it. It's just, I'm hearing an echo for myself. But if you can't hear it, then it's fine. I don't hear okay, it. Okay, But yeah, it just it just came down to like the thing that it's just like it, it just don't show your child. And her child was really awkward. And you could tell that maybe it wasn't the situation about him meeting the dad. Maybe it was the cameras. Because exactly. those are those yeah. I'm sure are very intimidating for children as well. So yeah, that should have been kept off camera. Yeah. And even when they were talking to him in the kitchen about meeting his dad, he was very just like I don't want to be here. And you could really tell that the kid just didn't want to talk about this. And I'm pretty sure it was because of the cameras. And he's just like, well, why, why are they here? And you're talking about this. So it's sad because it's like, they're exploiting their child to get like a storyline on the show, which is like, yeah. not cute. Yeah. And they try to like mask it being like, you know, I know there are other single moms who yeah. are experiencing this and I just want to show them. And I'm like, I don't think that's a good example of basically seeing a child be very uncomfortable during this kind of process. Yeah, I agree. Honestly, though, I will say like this was like a reunion that I kind of like had to like fast forward through here and there. I wasn't really excited to watch it. Usually for Atlanta or like any other reunions, I want to watch it like the day after it comes out. So for our Canadian listeners, we watch our TV shows on Hey You. Hey You, if you want to sponsor us, go ahead. <laughs> but they come out the next day and I'm always like running to watch these shows. But like, I don't know, like the show just this season wasn't amazing. And the reunion wasn't that great so far. Um, I'm not excited to see the second part, but obviously I'll watch. But yeah, no more opinions from my end. Yeah, I mean, Latoya does come in high where she's just like, yeah, I'm excited to be here. Um, uh, I'm not excited to see SpongeBob over there referring to Drew. I was like, <laughs> Jesus Christ. Yeah, Latoya's crazy, but I, I would love to... We'll talk about her, I feel, next week because yeah. I feel like there's more going to come out because she only came out at the end. But her stuff was kind of crazy during the reunion too. And yeah, I, we'll, we'll investigate that later. Yeah, but for now, we're going to take a break. We're going to park it and we're going to come back with New Jersey. Okay, so we're back with New Jersey um overall i actually really like this season i'm having so much fun watching these ladies go on their you know little vacations and their dinners what about you yeah i'm enjoying it as well um this past episode i did kind of feel at the beginning was like a filler episode mm. um but towards the end it changed so i was just like these people know how to keep it going which is something very like reminiscent of like old housewife seasons where like in one season it'd be like 5,000 different storylines which I love and obviously nowadays we don't really get too much of that but in New Jersey they're continuing that so it's like okay we're moving on to the next thing now that Teresa and Jackie are done now that this is done yeah now that we've talked about Teresa's man let's move on to something else and get on with it so that I very much appreciate and Same. I I love the involvement of the house husband so much. Oh my god, I love them. Um, first off, I just want to say I want to see that medium that they saw at Teresa's house. <laughs> I forgot her name already, but I want to see her. Yeah, she'd be a fun person to see. I feel like she has a very interesting energy, and I wouldn't mind getting a reading from her. <laughs> yep. Um, one thing I do have to say, because it was one of the craziest things I've ever seen is when the medium was just like, yeah, Dolores, um, David, he's not your soulmate. And she was just like, huh, okay. And then she was just like, your dog, did you have a dog? Boo. Or I don't even know if she said the name, but she just mentioned dog and that like the dog was there. And Dolores had a full breakdown, meltdown, crying, sobbing. And I was like, Really? I, I thought her reaction was, like, fine. Like, I probably would have had the same exact reaction. Because it's like, you're 
okay i think that i obviously like, haven't had like actual like furry pets yeah besides fucking budgies and uh beta Aww. fishes um and rabbits um but like i feel like if i had a dog or a cat like my connection to that animal would be so much stronger and if it passed away like i would have a really hard time coping and i think with the david thing i think she realizes that this show like they're really trying hard to make it into a storyline about like her and david just not being together so i think that like in that moment she's probably just like fuck this like i'm not gonna like react or give them anything to like really think about and then in today this past episode later on we see you know that all boils and i was just like her responses are completely correct i'm very team dolores that is true. Very true. She knows what's going on in the show. Yeah. And I mean, let's just get into it just because it's just so fun. I love it. Mm-hmm. Dolores, they're at this freaking party from Michelle the Realtor, which don't know why she's still on. Okay, wait, wait, wait. Yeah, yeah. Let, let's talk about this party for a second. First of all, why? Why, why didn't Michelle need to do a party? Second of all, I appreciated the effort, but it was a little fan behavior, like how oh, yeah. dressed up Michelle was and how how much like she got like stuff in her house. Like she had like people doing drinks and stuff like that, like bartenders that's and like that's right. Okay. Also, I just wanna like, do these people not understand that like we're in a pandemic? So maybe our charcuterie board is not the best food idea. Like, I don't know, like maybe like no. even if it looks like a little bit unprofessional make like individual portion things for people so that they can like take it and like have their own but it's like i don't care how many times people have gotten tested before this i don't and when they were filming this obviously they didn't have the vaccines so it's like why why a huge table size charcuterie board like that is disgusting they're in new jersey they are not scared of this virus they're like we face the worst things yeah, they have, but it's uh, yeah, it's wild. But I know, pretty it, wild. And also, everyone was dressed way too fancy for this party for a house party. Oh yeah, that was for a boring party where there's just people standing around a big charcuterie board. People were overdressed. Like I will say yeah. that even though I'm gonna shit on them in a little bit, Joe and Melissa, they were like the only like appropriately dressed people for this party. I feel. <laughs> yeah um I, I like they were kind of underdressed compared to everyone else but at the same time i was like no no no. this is exactly how you dress to go to somebody's house for drinks exactly and so i mean let's get into it the this is towards the end of the party where they kind of are talking with everybody and you know they found out that david gave miss dolores a porsche for her birthday and a lot of them are just like really girl a portion not a ring and you know they they ask their husbands and the other men they're just like what does it mean if a guy gives you a porsche and they were all just like he's stalling for time (laughs) and so all the women are just like yes exactly that's what david's doing i was like okay david sure he is also a man but guess what he might not be the same as these dingbats in their thinking yeah um Anyway, so they confront Dolores and they're just like, yeah, like, you know, we were talking about the Porsche that you got instead of a ring and like, how do you feel and blah, blah, blah. And then this fuckhead, Mr. Baldy, Mr. Joe Gorga decides to fucking speak when he should have just stayed in the fucking corner yeah, and says that Dolores is a broken woman. Uh, Okay. This was all like such a... I was so annoyed at Melissa and Joe because first of all, throughout the entire episode and throughout like the past, I want to say two seasons, Melissa has been shitting on Dolores' relationship. And I do think that a part of this is Dolores' fault because she kind of did put this upon herself like in the past when she said like, you know, I'm not going to move in with him or I'm not going to do this and I really want to get married and I want to ring. But the thing is that these people don't understand is that people's opinions and mindsets change. And if that's not what she wants anymore, then that's not what she wants anymore. So everyone needs to shut the fuck up and let her live her life. And so Melissa's always shitting on her being like haha like he didn't do this and she's kind of like the one that started this whole like you know conversation with everybody but like then for like joe to say the things that he said that was like even more out of line like it was terrible and i'm so happy dolores stood up for herself and was like fuck you like i'm not gonna let you like um degrade me like you degrade your wife exactly she said what she said and Mm -hmm. 
I was really annoyed that a lot of the women stayed quiet when Joe Gorga was just like, Dolores, you're a broken woman. Um, you're not whole or whatever. I don't know. Like, I do appreciate Marge being like, okay, like, we're not doing that. That's a bit chauvinistic to say. And, you know, in their confessionals, they all agreed with Dolores. Um, I thought Jackie actually made quite a point when she was like, I don't think Joe is actually, you know, directing this at Dolores. It's mostly a little message to Melissa to say that if you cheat, then you're broken. Or if I leave you, you're a broken woman, blah, 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 blah. Um, I Joe think- was just like, it was just like messy on another level because not only was he like shitting on Dolores, then he started shitting on David, and then he started shitting on Frank Sr., which was just like, oh god, and I was just like, oh my god, Joe Gorka, what are you doing? Like, you're really fucking yourself over here. But yeah. the thing is, like, Frank Sr. is like such an airhead that it just like, it's, it's gonna just fly over his head, he's not even gonna like think of it, think of it has anything not going to bring it up he's just going to go on with his life literally his face was just like what what's what's going on and even when dolores was like mad and she was like frank we're leaving we're fucking leaving let's go he was just like what 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 yeah he was like, eating he was just like in the corner eating or something he was like i'm just gonna have a good time i know my favorite thing though was evan and jackie just being drunk and just like on each other and just doing their own thing and every single time the cameras cut they were just like hugging each other and kissing (laughs) really i didn't notice oh my god i thought it was so funny they just looked so wasted and they were having a great time even though there was like this whole ass mess going on around them yeah dying i was also just very happy that marge stuck up for um Dolores and I I like how I think that there was a part where like Melissa was like we all were talking about this and I think Marge was the one who was just like she was just like I was not saying this she was like no 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 you and Jackie were talking about this I was not yeah yeah (laughs) I love Marge it's this is all crazy and Joe is literally like stupid but again very 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 happy that Dolores stood up for herself and was just like i I'm sorry, but I'm not the way that you are. I'm not old, like weirdly old school and stupid. I'm going to do how, mm-hmm. what I want to do. I'm going to live my life how I want to live my life. And I think it just, again, like this is like, we've probably said this a thousand times just now, but it's like, if the homegirl wanted a car and didn't get a ring, like who cares? Like if she's okay with her relationship now, who are you guys to bring this up to her? Like, I just don't understand. Exactly. And I wish Nini was here to confront Joe Gorga and be like, you need to stop being a damn bitch and being in women's business. I know. I I need someone to say that. I need and I I can't wait for Marge to get into this because Margaret is going to get into this. And she's gonna say that to him eventually because as we saw in like the mid-season preview. Mm-hmm. Um so yeah, I'm excited for that. Yeah, and um, Joe, Joe Gorga, he truly is a blabbermouth because before this little kerfuffle, uh, Teresa confronted him because he was talking about her relationship and saying that she was in love and, you know, she wasn't ready to put all of that out there, which, I mean, it's kind of ironic because she put Jackie's business all out there. Um, <laughs> whatever, we digress. We've moved on from that. Yeah, um, thankfully. Yeah, and I just kind of love seeing Teresa and Joe fight yeah it's definitely great but like I don't know like as much as I love the house husbands I feel like Joe Gorga gotta go man like he is like a little bit yeah he's a little bit in too deep with these ladies and their drama very thirsty and he's like it's like he's like asking for airtime like I'm like I wouldn't even like he doesn't even I wouldn't even be surprised if like we found out that like he actually isn't even a contractor anymore and he only does his uh chats with Joe Gorga or whatever, like when they're not filming, but then when they're filming, like he's like whatever the fuck it's called. But like he is just like clinging on for airtime on the show, and it's very, very, very evident. Literally, I saw a tweet where it was like, um, uh, Joe, it's like Melissa and Joe, you know, they have their fake storylines or whatever. <laughs> and the tweet was just like, Joe was like, Melissa, take a seat. I'm a, I'm gonna do the work. 
and yeah. fuel the fake storylines that we have. Basically. I was like, oh my goodness, this is so true. What did you think of uh, that guy that um, the the real estate lady set up for Teresa? <laughs> oh, oh my God. I thought he was cute, but I love how Teresa was just like, uh-uh, no, 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 I don't want that. <laughs> Yeah, I did not think he was cute. I actually thought he was like, he looked like he was like 19. Um, His outfit was very, very like uh, quintessential New Jersey young man. Oh, yeah. um, Which was very tragic. Um, And I was like, wait, what's the lady's name again? The real estate? I keep forgetting her name. Michelle. Michelle, Michelle. Um, I was like, Michelle, what the fuck were you thinking? Like, this man looks like he's a better, like, match for Gia than he is for Teresa. Oh my god. Don't you think so? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But like kudos to Teresa for being like, fine, yeah, I'll try it out, even though like she full on like had a man. Cause like if I was in her position, I'd be like, no. Like even if I was single, I'd be like, no, I'm not like letting you set up a whole ass party for me to meet somebody. That's a lot of pressure. <laughs> yeah, and I love how Teresa left the party early for a booty call. Yeah, she like ran. She's like, bye guys. But I yeah, that, she that was like she wanted that pineapple juice. She deserves it. She does. That was it for New Jersey. We will take a break and come back with Summer House. Okay, so we're back with Summer House. We're at the end of the summer, unfortunately. But guess what? Summer House, they finally got a real reunion with a whole set. It wasn't just a Watch What Happens Live special. Yeah, I'm very happy for them that it took them five fucking seasons to get here. Um, but I, it was all worth it. It was worth the wait. This, honestly, I will say over the past year, a lot of these Housewives uh, reunions have not been that great, to be quite mm-hmm. honest. Yep. They haven't been as iconic as they once used to be. Um, but this reunion really was amazing. They really did a great job, this reunion, because I was so happy i was squealing i was laughing it was a lot of emotions and i can't wait to start discussing it i was so excited i was elated by this reunion yeah oh so good i mean i don't even know where to start i mean the the entire like theme of the entire reunion was let's let's hold hannah accountable and that's what they did yeah that was oh so satisfying to watch okay so they're talking about hannah and luke's relationship which Mm -hmm. ooh, um whole lot of mess there and a lot of lies and i think the audience saw through hannah and her recounting of um their relationship if you can call it that and you know what the cast fucking nail her to a cross yeah i think the thing is, like, throughout, like, last season and then this past season as well, at the beginning of it, like, you know, I did kind of, I was on Hannah's side more. I was like, you know, like, this sucks. Like, this guy yeah. on. Like, how dare he? And stuff like that. Yeah. But then, you know, at the end of the season, when Des came on, we learned that, like, you know, Hannah was really deep in with Des at the same time. Uh-huh. And then at the reunion, Hannah herself admitted that she was playing the field. So it just all came down to like, okay, so then what the fuck was the point of shitting on Luke and causing the, all of this drama? If you were playing the field, if you were playing the field, you're not allowed to also get mad at somebody for leading you on because you're doing the exact same thing. Exactly. Like last season, I was on her side being like, oh my God, Luke is a horrible person. Don't don't be with him or whatever and i was kind of like rooting for her not to be and then this season this whole like obsessive behavior that she portrayed was not cute and the way she kind of like gaslit him even though he was wrong for the stuff that he did it was on another level of hannah being like you were leading me on and i thought we were gonna have a relationship blah, blah, blah 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 and then she's just like straight up talking to four other guys which you know, fine, do that. But you can't, like, what is this behavior? Yeah, I mean, again, like, I'm not saying that Luke was 
super innocent like he was yeah. just as wrong as her wrong. but then she just like ended up being even worse than him yeah. um and then for a minute i remember kyle was just like well at the beginning of the summer i saw you just like you know facetiming a different guy than des and for a oh, minute wow. i was just like i was like i think kyle's actually gonna help her case out because she's gonna be able to say like yeah exactly i was doing that but then like i was glad that the rest of the cast was able to be like Okay, so yeah, if you're Luke was just like, okay, so then why were you so mad at me? Why did you make it a whole thing that if you were talking to all these people, clearly there's proof that Kyle saw and you just admitted to it. It was just stupid. She really dug herself into a deep grave. She really did. And she didn't really help herself by bringing out the crocodile tears and uh, hyperventilating oh and being my like, this God. triggers me. Oh, I love how all the cast were just like, okay, here come the fake tears. <laughs> I lived for the cast's reactions. Not only like throughout the season, whenever Hannah did something stupid, but also like during this reunion, it was just hilarious because like Lindsay and Danielle did not waste any time. They were like called her out for her bullshit as she was like starting to like, you know, yep. do her fake cry scene. They were just like, no girl, you're not allowed to do that. Like you can't sit here fake cry when you're like, you can't victimize yourself when you're like the actual yeah. bad person in this situation. And I thought they really hit it on the nail when Kyle, <laughs> I really hate that I'm on team Kyle because Kyle is, also garbage human but you know what i don't think we can safely say that the people that we watch on reality tv are you know saints that they're perfect <laughs> so it is what it is but anyways kyle really nailed it when he was just like i think hannah uses a lot of buzzwords like toxic masculinity um and gaslighting to basically victimize herself and I was like, yeah, that's true. She kind of does. Like, yeah, I mean, I always like knew that sentiment that she did, she she was able to victimize herself always, but like I think yeah, when Kyle said that I was like, "Oh my god, that actually is true" because she said that about a lot of people and even like when um her and uh Kyle had like their moment when they were like having the conversation throughout the season and you know, she brought up her own dad oh, and then God. Kyle literally mentioned the dad for two seconds and was just like, don't compare me to your dad. And then yeah. she like all of a sudden like switched up. That was like, that was another like example of like her, like just like doing whatever it takes to just victimize herself yeah. so that she looks like the better person. But I was actually so mad at Paige during this reunion. Oh yeah, same. Because I was like, Paige, like I get that you're her friend and I get that friends have to stick together, but you need to like, if somebody's being stupid, I would hope that one of my friends, if I was being stupid, I mean, you've done this many times, but it's like, call <laughs> me out for it. Tell me the yeah. truth. Like, don't just like continue to like, you know, like that's kind of like in a way like gaslighting me to like continue to do the wrong things and like not like enabling, hold me accountable. Exactly. enabling me. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So it's like, it was just like, Paige, what the fuck are you doing? You could have been on the right side, but you chose to be on the wrong side today. And literally, when I think Andy asked her about it, she was just like, well, I'm not Hannah's mom. Um, I'm not here to tell her everything she did wrong. I'm her friend. And I'm like, whoa, whoa, whoa. Like, that's not the definition of a friend to me. Like, I feel like friends have the, what's the word? Um authority to kind of tell you when you're being wrong yeah when you're really 100 percent being wrong and, and telling and, you like you shouldn't be doing this like stop let's not do this and if you're kind of afraid to tell your friend what they're doing is wrong then chances are they're not your best friend yeah and you know that's a problem in your relationship that you guys need to look into yeah exactly but oh my god i was just annoyed and even with the fact yeah. that sierra was taking hannah's side too I oh was my just god like, yeah sierra you really had such a great moment to like you know come into this house and be on the right side and like everybody else liked you too so you could have easily been on the right side but the like you really like took like the wrong stance and i, I have a really good feeling that Paige and sierra are probably watching this reunion and being like we fucked up I hope they are because I hope they, they are too. Yeah. And one thing that Hannah, I don't know if there's like a word to describe it, but the way that she just cannot take in constructive criticism from anybody, 
like when Danielle was telling her things that she did wrong and Hannah was just like, what did I ever do to you, Danielle? What did I ever do to you? I was like, I don't think Danielle or you have to do something wrong for somebody to like criticize you. Like this is not even her coming at you. She's not attacking you. She's just explaining the facts. Exactly. I 1000% agree. I was, uh, I loved Danielle in this reunion. I think that Danielle was like the, even though like a lot of them were the voice of reason, everyone except for Hannah Page and Sierra, I think that Danielle did a really great job at articulating exactly like what the frustrations were from the group without like getting too like frustrated or angry or mad. Like she was able to say it in a very like, you know, calm tone, like Hannah, like you, do you realize that what you said and what you did throughout the season was fucked up because there's proof of like exactly what you did. You know, you're contradicting yourself right now as well. Like it's, it's just like, are you dumb or are you dumb? Yeah. And then Hannah really likes to cherry pick her arguments because there was that whole thing where it was like, oh, Kyle said that I should owe my whole career to him. And, you know, I was like, holy shit, like, what the fuck, Kyle? Come on. And but guess what? The show showed us that that was a response to some other shit that she was saying. And I was like, Oh my goodness, this is just like a whole like clusterfuck of these people going back and forth and just saying shitty things. But I do think that like, I don't think Kyle would have unprompted said those things about Hannah. Yeah, no, 1000%. And I mean, like, it's it's crazy because I, I feel you on this as well. Like, this is like the season where I was like, oh my God, like, am I team Kyle? Like, what? Right? This is crazy. Like, I am team Kyle. But like, you know, in a weird way, though, it is like Kyle did kind of like start this out. And, you know, yeah. like, if he, I mean, he's not really like wrong, you know, like, I mean, I, I do get angry sometimes when OGs are kind of like, you know, like, bitch, you're only here because of me or like, mm-hmm. I'm yeah. the reason and stuff. But at the same time, I'm just like, it's sometimes kind of true. It's kind of true. Like, yeah, his group of friends, yeah, his group of friends who, you know, did this in real life, they just rented a summer house and, you know, Bravo wanted to pick it up for a TV show. I am hoping that like they do talk about some of this stuff in Winter House. Um, oh, like I kind of hope that like because you know um, Hannah's not on it it's yeah. uh, Sierra, Paige, Amanda and Lindsay and I hope that they discuss this because like I feel like I w- I don't like I need this to like I need Paige and Sierra to like understand what 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 Hannah was doing you know what I mean exactly and then uh, Hannah really she really thinks that I don't know, she's, like, innocent? Because she talks shit about the whole cast on, like, her podcast or whatever, and she apparently, like, insinuated that Carl had a drug problem with, like, Adderall, and she's like, no, I didn't. And I'm like, girl, you can't say that you didn't when there's they're, proof. Yeah, they're alleging that there's proof, <laughs> like, you said it somewhere. Like, they're not just gonna pull that out of their ass and be like, oh, you said this at a party. Like, it's recorded. yeah and that's the thing that was also just like really frustrating was that like hannah kept like backpedaling and was just like i never said that but it's like usually in like housewives world a lot of it is hearsay but this time around girl you're the one that put out that information so if you you are the problem the proof is there they're not lying everybody is telling the truth exactly and oh this i um... am I especially died when, like, I thought that maybe, like, this after she was being shit on, shitted on so much, like, you know, maybe she might, like, start to start taking accountability and stuff. And then when she pulled out that thing about um, how she only apologized to Kyle in the house because she was just like, oh, I yes. thought, like, you know what, like, he has an ego. And if I just, like, you know, stroke his ego for, like, two seconds, then it, it'll just mean, like, no more, like, drama in the house and stuff. And I was like, girl, like, first of all, that was a fake apology. We all knew it. Second of all, like, yeah, yep. like, in that apology, you were basically, like, brown nosing licking his ass but secondly like to say that it's like girl you're already in so much like hot water like why would you say that i know (sighs) there was another thing that really pissed me off and it was when 
Kyle was kind of like battling one of Amanda's fights with Hannah mm-hmm. and ever like everyone like especially I think it was Sierra and Paige they were just like but Kyle like you you have to stay out of oh, it like yeah. that's their stuff and he was just like he did, he did take accountability he was just like I know I need to stay out of it I, but then at the mm-hmm. same time I was just like but not really because if Hannah's included him in every single one of her fights with Amanda, then he has the right to speak up and also be a part of these conversations. You know, you can't just, that's very one-sided of them to say like, oh, Kyle, stay out of this. But then it's like, you're bringing him up. So he actually has the right to speak up and he should be speaking up. Exactly. I was like, these girls, those three girls on that couch were just zero. You have zero, you have nothing to stand on. Like, why are you fighting Hannah's battles like oh my god it was wild honestly I don't understand the hype around Sierra like I know a lot of people liked her but I was just like she literally brought nothing to the season and then she's defending Hannah yeah yeah so. I, <laughs> I I feel the same exact way she honestly like didn't bring us anything like I feel like it is, again, like it is hard to kind of like mix into this crowd of people because they do have a lot of history and stuff like that. And yeah. compared to the past few people who have come in, like the new ones, like um, that one girl, Jeweled, and then that mm-hmm. other guy who was basically gay but pretending to be straight. Oh, um, yeah. Um, like they obviously like do it and she was able to do it in a better way. But at the yeah. same time, I was just like, she really, again, she didn't really bring us much. That entire, I was kind of also disappointed at the editors because, like, they made it out to seem that she was gonna like have like a whole romance with Carl, but that right. didn't even happen at all. Like, it was like literally like he flirted with her like once. And I that's know. It. So, yeah, I mean, I hope she brings something in Winterhouse, but if she doesn't, then like I hope they let go of her. But I think they're gonna keep her. I mean, she does start a romance with one of the guys from Southern Charm, so yeah, she does have something, I guess. Um, something that I also just want to talk about was like the, so we found out that Stravi was actually not really working <laughs> during, during the time in the house. And <laughs> it was so funny to hear that. Cause I was like, that makes a lot of sense. I like, know. I, I, I was kind like, of clicked. I kind of thought like he did have a job, you know, but then, but then like looking back at everything and connecting the dots and seeing what everyone had to say, I was just like, you know what, maybe he didn't because like the way that he was able to just leave and then come back so freely and spend so much time with all of them and stuff like that. I'm just like, I don't know if like, you know, like if you actually worked at an office job, if that would be like very like easy to do, like. I feel like the only person we really saw working was Danielle this season. And I mean, like, we yeah. saw the the lover boy team, like, kind of working here and there. But, like, he was just always just sitting there on his computer with, like, in the corner. No one could see a screen or anything. So, I'm like, uh-huh. when they joked about him playing Minecraft, I was like, I actually believe it. Same. Because now that I think about it, I'm like, he worked in hospitality. How much hospitality is going on in a pandemic? None. So, I don't know how much work he got. Anywho. Um, what else? I also just appreciated how shady Andy was during this reunion. Oh, my God. I think that... He was just like, I, really? I don't, I don't really care. I don't want him to be shady in my Housewives reunions. I like him to be more neutral. But yeah. then when it was when it came to this, like, he, he like, said his opinions. He was, like, it a was viewer. So he was, funny. like... It was amazing. I appreciated it a lot. <laughs> like every single time Hannah said some bullshit, he just looked at her and was just like, "You're joking, right?" Like, the yeah, he was the also. Pudding. I loved when um there was like a few points that he made that like I died. First of all, was at the beginning when he um when he was like, "Oh, Carl, you've been awarded as this, and Luke, you've been this in the past, but Kyle, you haven't yet been the hottest person yet," <laughs> and I died. I was like, "That is so shady." Then the second thing that he said was um, when he was talking about like Hannah and Luke, he was just like, like what, like, you know, he was just like, but were they in a relationship? It depends on who you ask and it depends on what you interpret this as and when you, what you determined that. And he just kept going on and on. And I was like, that was also like shady because like he was like more so like on the viewer's side where it was like, that wasn't really a relationship. And Uh then the third part, which I absolutely loved was when um, Andy Cohen shitted on 
um, Lindsay, no, not Lindsay, Hannah, for the way that she acted when Sierra first came into the house. He was just oh like, my God. that was a bit much, don't you think? And I was like, <laughs> I died. amazing, amazing. Thank you, Andy. Oh, God, that was a good one. It was yeah. very good. Overall, very, very good first part to reunion. I mean, oh, I hope they keep this energy up. And the preview for the second part of the reunion, Luke says something and everybody's just like, oh, and Hannah has to walk away. And she's like, that is so rude and devastating. I don't know. And I have zero, zero idea what he could possibly be referring to. And I like it that way. I want to be surprised. I have a feeling I know what it is. This is just a guess. I don't, I haven't what? read any spoilers. I think because he did say when in that preview, he was like, I'm breaking the fourth wall. Yeah. I think he's, I think he's going to say like, the only reason I kept in contact with you and kept talking to you was for the show. <gasps> I think that's what he's going to, oh. I and I think she's going to, like, obviously go crazy because she's going to be like, True. wow, like, it was all fake the entire time then yeah. and stuff like that. But I have a feeling he's going to say something along those lines or, like, or maybe, like, you know, like, to break the fourth wall. But, like, you know, we, like, to come back on the show, like, we all had to kind of stay in touch and to have storylines and stuff. Because they did, there was another part where Luke also was just, like, to break the, the fourth wall or something. Uh -huh. Or somebody said that. And I was like... Okay, this cast does not care about these cameras. Like they're they're gonna address the issues as it is, which I actually really like because I feel like Same. on Housewives, like they have broken the fourth wall here and there, but they don't do it enough. And I'm like, if this is a true reality show, I need you guys to break it down. I need you guys to tell me how things actually are behind the scenes. Exactly. Wow. We shall see next week if your prediction is correct. I hope it is. I hope it is. I mean, that would be really crazy if it is that is that's what he says to Hannah. Woo. Okay, so that was the Summer House reunion. I mean, it was so good. Definitely deserved the whole, you know, reunion set treatment. Mm -hmm. So I'm glad that that happened. And I can't wait for part two. And we're going to take a break. And we're just going to do a little discussion on Below Deck. Okay, so we're back with Blow Deck Sailing Yacht. Full disclosure, I have not watched all the episodes, but we're just going to talk about some of the relationships and little fights that the crew have had. Yeah, I mean, this past week, um, the episode wasn't very juicy. It was kind of like a filler episode, you know, like nothing really happened. Um, but we did see the episode before this week's was when they all went out to dinner and they all got into a little bit of a fight and it's like the first time that we're starting to finally see like the alliances because you know mm -hmm. like on below deck things can get very clicky it's always usually like you know two or three clicks of people yep. um you know it's a whole combination of that and we're finally seeing it and i mean yeah i was i i was on um what's her name I'm so bad. I don't even know these people's names at this point. What's your position? Danny. I was I was on Danny's side. I was okay. on Danny's side when they went to when they were having that dinner thing and everyone went to go and smoke. I was more so on Danny's side because I did think that it was kind of annoying that everybody kind of like left to go and smoke and to kind of start their own little party. But then at the same time, I also think like, you know, you guys are together all the time. Like if people want to have a little breaks from each other, let them have breaks from each other. Yeah. Um, from the episodes that I've watched, I officially hate Natasha. She is a coont. She really needs to stay in her lane and stop judging people for their, what they fucking want to eat. It's like, girl, you're the chef. Just make what they want and stop being like, ew, why do you want to eat this? Yeah, I mean, I liked Natasha and I really still want to like her. But the thing is, like, she can be really annoying. And I mean, this is the thing with all chefs on Below Deck. I feel like That's it's a true. very, like, like very she, yeah, specific she's not archetype. An outlier. This is common. Yeah, but I, I did think that it's kind of like, um, as a chef, like, there's some things where I was just like, you know, the whole egg situation that's happened multiple times. Mm. Kind of like, girl, like, by this point, like, shouldn't you know stuff? And, like, you have a laptop. Like, maybe, like, if you're not sure and you don't really want to, like, take the advice from um, Daisy, like, go and search it. Go and search. Exactly. Go and 
And like, I think the thing also is like, okay, great. Like you might be like professionally trained, um, you know, in France or Europe or wherever she said she was. But then it's like, you know, in different parts of the like world, like they call a, the, the same thing might be a different thing. You know what I mean? Exactly. Like to you, like poached eggs might be completely different to what it is and people who grew up like in like, you know, America. So exactly. I, I, I was annoyed at that. And I do think that like, you know, she really did shoot the messenger a lot. Like she shot Daisy a lot when Daisy was just telling her stuff that the, the people wanted. And it's like, I do think that it's annoying when, when especially like a chef is just like, no, I'm right. But it's like, at the end of the day, it's not up to you. It's up to the guests, what the guests want. So you have to just suck it up and give them what they want. So that part was annoying. Uh-huh. Um, I want to talk about Sydney and her just going off the deep end. And ooh, um, all for what, Gary? A thumb, an Australian thumb. <laughs> and. A truer description could not be said, literally. And I don't understand. She's just so obsessed. And I think I have to give it to Gary because he was just like, why did you come into my bed? I don't want a relationship with you. Um, we just had a one night stand. And he even said like when they were in the process of having a one night stand, this is just a one night stand, not a relationship. And she just really is not getting the message. It's going one ear out the other. Sydney is like so much different than I thought she would be because like yeah. the way that she comes across like during the day when she's not drunk is like such a like, I'm going to do my own thing. I don't care about people. I'm an independent, strong woman who doesn't give a shit about men. I'm not going to fall uh -huh. into traps. I don't play games. I'm very like, you know, like type A straightforward. And then once she gets drunk, it's like a complete 180. And she just like goes into being this like super clingy person who does not understand things that were told to her when she was sober, like explanations. Like Gary has full on told her like, yeah, this needs to just remain work professional and mm -hmm. all that kind of stuff. And she just like, once she gets drunk, it's like all that goes out the window and she's just like starts like acting very inappropriately with Gary. And I do think it's kind of, it's very inappropriate actually, not kind of, it's very inappropriate because it's like Gary has told you that he does not want to be with you. And so the fact that like she went to his bed and the fact that she like is always like trying to be with him, to be quite honest, I'm actually surprised that Gary hasn't like yelled at her even more because like, it's just like you're violating his space. He has told you that he does not want it. And yeah, I don't know. Sometimes I it kind of is like a double standard in a way because it's like you know it does that to like a girl like keeps going oh my to, God, her and yeah. to her and to her it's a it's a different scenario but like because it's her doing this to him it's kind of like seen as like playful and stuff but it's not it's it's very inappropriate yeah it's so gross to watch and i'm just like oh my god like girl are you okay yeah Clearly she's, she's not, not. <laughs> she's not what do you think of ali Oh, Allie. Allie is really stupid for getting involved into this, I will say. Like, it's I like know. if you know somebody like... has drama already, like, maybe not go into it. Like, I get yeah. that you guys are lonely and maybe a little horny, but like, come on. Like, you know, like, it's just crazy that she keeps, even after stuff happens and after she gets into beef tings with, you know, Sydney and stuff. And now Sydney's being super competitive and rude too. Oh God. It's like, you would think that you would learn your lesson, but you don't. I just don't even understand Allie and, you know, liking Gary and wanting to get to know, you know, Gary. Um, and then, you know, she knows that like, Gary and Sydney, they had a thing, and that Sydney, she full on has seen that Sydney is obsessed. I would see that and I would fucking stay away from that 10 feet, socially distanced all the time. I would not want to get to know Gary because guess what? His baggage is my roommate, and I don't want to get yeah. killed in my sleep. Yeah, I'm when it comes to dating, I'm very like, if I like, even like, even if it's not like that much baggage, even if I like, feel like one percent of drama like i'm just like okay whoever the other person is you can have this person i don't i don't care i'm i'm going away i don't care for competition i don't care for anything exactly um what do you think of danny and jean-luc that was weird i was just like what 
I don't Did know. you see she's apparently pregnant with his child? Yeah, I sent it to you, bitch. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh. Um wild. <laughs> yeah. Um I don't I don't actually know if it's um his baby. That's obviously what the Bravo people are saying. Um but who knows? I don't know if she'll ever really confirm. Yeah, but I so I don't like Jean Luc anymore. Um, wow. Um, I what obviously wanted to. I think like before I was kind of like more so like okay like Gary like it is up to you to kind of like train him as much and all that kind of stuff. But I think now there's been a little bit too many times where like Jean Luc has fucked up, and I think that there's you know I think when it comes to anyone junior on below decks, it's like okay. You know, I'll give them one or two passes to be like, okay, you know what? It is up to the manager, whoever's managing them to train them Mm -hmm. and all that kind of stuff. But if you fuck up too many times, then it's like, okay, you're a dumb bitch. Like, you didn't learn your lesson. You're not trying to take the effort to learn to do better. Like, um, the fact that Jean-Luc, like, this past episode, um, he did this for a second time where he was eating and Gary asked him to do something which was urgent. And the second time again, he was just like, no, I'm sorry, I'm eating, but I'll get to it soon. And it's like, are you kidding? No, no, no. And then again, like he didn't clean up that one night when he, because he was like too busy with Danny. And it's just like, it's getting a little bit too much where it's like, this man does not know what he's doing. And yeah, it's just really bad. You finally see, I saw from the beginning he was a poor worker. I like to give people the benefit of the, of the doubt. Like, you know, like I'm a nice person. I like to give people Okay, whatever. You know, <laughs> but like. I thought like I see him. And guess what? I was right. <laughs> Anyways. Um, anything else? No, I mean, I'm enjoying this season. It's like a good like balance. It's, you know, it's not too dramatic, but it's also like the perfect amount of dramatic, which I, I like from Below Deck. It's like, you can't really ask for like too much. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think they had like the, this past episode, they put out the mid-season trailer. It looked good. It didn't look amazing. It didn't look terrible. It was like, again, like the, a really good balance of drama. So I'm excited for the rest of the season and to see what happens. Okay, good to know. Good to know. Yeah. Well, guys, we've come to the end of the episode. Thank you guys so much for listening. We will see you next week with more Bravo discussions. Please remember to like the podcast, follow us on our social media, um, give us a rating mm-hmm. because uh, nobody has told us if you like us or you don't like us. <laughs> yeah, and we, we need feedback, people. We're really curious. Yes. We need to know. Anywho, we will see you guys next week. Bye, guys. Bye, everyone.